Hello and welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes. I am so excited to have the great principal of Memorial Pathway Academy from Garland, Texas, ISD. You know him as Josh Tovar. He is here. We have already laid the groundwork for a future episode, maybe two or three future episodes of Principal Liner Notes. Josh, welcome, my friend. It's so great to have you here finally. Sean, wow, I can't believe it. My three o'clock in the morning self can't believe that I'm on here on the other side of the podcast. Hey, everybody, Josh Tovar, Pro Principal of Memorial Pathway Academy here with the Principal Liner's Note. That guy, he's, his picture's right below mine on Zoom. Oh, you're right there? Okay, got it. Uh, so hey, we're, it's either way, either way. It's a joy. I've been following this guy. He's a treasure. He brings knowledge that wakes me up. I, I don't need a pre-workout. I he, His brain wakes me up. It's just awesome to be here. Most importantly, I truly enjoy the way that you bring leadership to the thing that ties every single last human being as we discussed music together because you know what they go hand in hand hey an educator out there you know that when you're rolling up to your campus you know you're playing that song if you know that's going to be that kind of day you know what song i don't know what it is but for you you know you're going to be playing that song to say get in the zone get in the zone so i'm very fortunate to make sure that i'm here at the principal's liner note Let's go. Let's get this party started, brother. Dude, let's do this. You know, it is it is so refreshing because you and I are bandmates. You and I are brother principals. And and you you are somebody that I admire on a lot of for a lot of different reasons. I know that that sometimes we work out together virtually. Um, you know, we get up at the crack of dawn because we got to take care of our own culture in order to take care of the culture that that sustain sustains us. So real real quickly, I, I, I'm very curious. We we touched upon this at at the beginning, and I know we texted a little bit about this too. What what are those albums that or what are those songs like when you are in the gym? What's the soundtrack? What what what's the motivation? What's the motivational uh musical force for you? You know what, Sean? I I'm an I'm an eclectic listener to everything. I'll go from Marilyn Manson to Madonna. I'll go from Motley Crue to Mozart. But when I'm in the gym, it has to be 80s metal. I'm sorry. They are still number one on my top billboard chart. Doesn't matter what it is. Queensryche, Prong, uh, Motley Crue. It doesn't matter. But you know what? Sometimes I require something on the other side of the brain. So I'll reach out to some <clears throat> Latin pop. Some Paulina Rubio, like what exactly? I could go, hey, you know what? Sometimes I could get some Ariana Grande in there. I don't know, because there's certain songs that speak to us as human beings, as spiritual creatures, whatever that spirit might be. And sometimes you need that part of yourself. As you said, we got to care for ourselves before we care for others. And when you're at the gym, not only you're caring about this shell, this temporary shell right here but you're also caring about the spiritual self of being. And those songs are the ones that get you going. So if you show up to your workplace in the classroom as a bus attendant aide, as a cafeteria worker, as an administrator, you choose to arrive to that place in a zone. And if you know that there's a song that motivates you to be in the positive zone because you're going to deliver that love, that spirit to others, pick that song. 
And if you know that there's toxicity in life, it happens to all of us, we all have toxicity in life. You know what? You need to make sure that as that educator that's going to inspire other colleagues, that's going to inspire other ki kids, that you put on those songs. And for me, early in the morning, by the time I'm at the gym at 4.05, I'm already blaring 80s song nonstop. And it's just over and over. I got to get some sugar poured on me, let me tell you. That's the only way, brother. That's the only way, brother. I mean, I, I got me some Def Leppard, bro. I, I need I need to have that. So hey, don't 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 choke I can't with coffee. you. I can't with you, man. <laughs> we, oh. We've been throwing songs around. Hey, before we you all logged in, we were throwing songs and and damn Yankees, those damn Yankees. You know, we were throwing everything around here. Oh man, you are a day maker. Oh my gosh. You know, 80, 80s rock. I grew up in the 80s. You know, I can I can I can hang with you on some ACDC. I can hang with you on some Ozzy. Uh, I can hang with you on some some Metallica and Justice for All. You know, we talked about Billy Idol. You know, Eyes Without a Face to me is one of the most underrated, underrated songs. That's actually a, a pretty good, a pretty good workout song. So when when you when you drive into the schoolhouse, when you drive into MPA, what's on the radio? What 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 is what is what is your go-to fight song like all right i'm going in here i got the eye of the tiger maybe it is eye of the tiger no but stranglehold ted nugent or autograph turn up the radio if you guys need a song to pump you up those two listen to it just the tone autograph dun 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 it's slow and it gets that hard going or you can't go crazy, Ted. Oh, if that doesn't get you going, you need to go get some special pills from the doctor because you don't need any special pills. But if you can't get hyped up to those two songs, you need to see medical attention. Now, That's all I'm telling you. one of the things I love about your leadership, Josh, is your unabashed joy and I'm a former middle and high school principal. Currently, I'm an elementary school principal. My last two principal assignments have been elementary. And, and, and I want to, you know, when I retire one day, I want to be able to say that I have taught at every, every academic level, which I have, and, and, and I have led at every academic level, elementary, middle, and secondary. And one of the things about secondary that that I, I think there's a lot of myths and there's a lot of um, misunderstandings about middle and, and high school. And what I love about your leadership is that you really push against that mindset. You push against those myths of like, you know, middle school is crazy, you know, high school, they're they're big, they're horrible, all, 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 all of these things, you know. Um, so, so I and and you do a lot of intentional things to push that push against that mindset. And I would love our listeners to know what are those specific things that they do if if they don't follow what what you do on on Twitter and Instagram. Look, everybody, <clears throat> I just could bring to you the receipts, as our awesome prime time in Colorado says. I got the receipts. So look, look, everybody. We're not in the math business. We're not in the science business. We're not in the English business. We're in the people business. That's what we are. It doesn't matter what stage mm -hmm. of education you're in. 
We're in the people business. And kids and adults don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And you cannot connect with anybody if they don't feel that semi velcroish union with, with each other. And I agree with you, Sean. A lot of educators at the top level, well, they should know. We're teaching them for the real world. Yeah, but you don't turn in your grades on time. You show up tardy to uh, faculty meetings. And you know what? That is so elementary. Oh, that is, no, no. That is very human and nurturing. And we need to make sure that we treat every kid like it was our kids. And remember, if you have a child in elementary, middle school, or high school, you as a parent would love to have a, re a certificate in your hand from your kid. You would love to have a parent positive phone call. You would like to have all those things. And that's exactly what we need to do to always encourage the spirit, the great leaders in the classroom, the great leaders that sit in our chair, Sean, always motivate, inspire the self of the individual. And by making sure that they feel that connection one way or the other, that you bring life and you breathe spirit into the campus, the bloodstream of each hallway. And that is by making sure that you establish, as I discussed with Darren Pepard, the constant routines, the patterns of behavior in the campus of celebrations, because we all like to be, we like to be celebrated in different ways, in different ways, but we, the human spirit appreciates the acknowledgement of hard work and success. And that's who we are in this country. This melting pot, this awesome, that this immigrant came from another country, honors, hard work, and dedication. And that's why we keep on coming, guys. Hey, Iowa, we keep on coming over here because this country provides for us the opportunity of hard work and dedication to one's craft, and we do believe in the American dream. That's why we are here in this country. And within that whole body that is our campus, we need to make sure that we honor the hard work, the dedication of the cafeteria worker, of the custodian, of the receptionist, of the instructional aide, everybody in there, and it's by making sure that you, hey, you leader in South Dakota, hey, you leader in Iowa, hey, you in Idaho, you need to make sure that you establish patterns of behavior of success, because you know what? If you have a grievance from one colleague to another one, or you have three girls getting in a fight, that just took your whole day. Yeah. Maybe more days over one incident. If you inject in the body positivity nonstop that creates a culture of success, of culture of respecting each other, and you need to role model that expectation. So we just established those patterns of behavior. If you like, I could go into detail so that people can, I honestly, please open up and steal everything that I do. Would you want me to mention some of those things? Please keep going, man. This is this is great wisdom. Okay, on Mondays, and before you, before any of those, because there's haters, you know this, Sean, you know there's haters at our level as administrators. Oh, uh -huh. Lord, are there haters. Okay, look. I've, what I'm about to present to you, obviously because of the populations, I do it at different stages. I've done this in a 6A in Texas. I don't know what is that in New York or New Jersey, but a 6A in Texas is the biggest, fattest school, 2,550 kids. So what I'm about to present to you, I've done it there, and I've also done it at the school that I'm at with well, 400 kids, wow. 300 something kids, okay? So these are the same things. Every Monday... <clears throat> All staff members get a pack of M&Ms with a quote to start off the day. It's a marvelous Monday. In this little school, I'm able to do that, and I transfer it over to the kids. I deliver to every classroom a lollipop with a positive message on it. 
That's Marvelous Monday. We celebrate the adults. We celebrate the kids. And there's a guy that I know. Which way are you? Over here. This guy always says, what do we call it? Celebrating Monday? Celebrate Monday. Celebrate Monday. Hey, that guy inspired me right there. That guy right there. <clears throat> so on Tuesday is the day where we honor our teachers of the day. So we'll get to Wednesday, which is student of the week. On the students of the week, nominate a teacher of the day. And we always believe in growing the seeds, right? Our kids are our seeds and how we germinate them. We give them water. We give them, and it's always positivity. And so those kids nominate a teacher. And we go, our school has every single last language in the planet. And I take all the kids that speak different dialects and we go congratulate those teachers and we put a little cutout of a, of a plant and we hang it outside their door that they were teacher of the day. On Wednesday, it's always student of the week, unless, you know, scheduling, early release dates, things like that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm not on campus because of training. I want to make sure that I lead that because it starts and ends Alpha and Omega in our chair as the leaders. Because remember what um, Todd Whitaker says, when the principal sneezes, the, the school gets a cold. That's so right. it's very important. That's the, our influence. So we do student of the week. We honor. We have middle school. We have high school. We have a non-traditional program. We honor them. We give them certificates. I am a share owner of Dollar Tree because we have a lot of stuff from Dollar Tree, all right? And I'm very angry that balloons are at $1.50 now. But that's besides the point. So not only that, but on Wednesday, we pop through the week. Every team member gets popcorn in the afternoon to let them know, hey, we're popping through the week. We're almost there. Thursday is College Thursday. And our counselors do an awesome job of talking about college, but we spotlight two universities. And I always I always ask the kids, where were you a year ago? You weren't expected to be here at MPA. This is a special school. Where were you a year ago? You don't know where you're going to be in two years. So you might run into this college, this university. And I give them, I don't give them, I give them some of the traditional ones, Baylor and Texas Tech and UCLA. But what about those little D2 schools? They don't know about those, but they're there. They're all over. So it's my job to spotlight on those. And always making sure that we connect it to what the purpose is as we move forward. And Friday is Sweet by Friday. Curbside delivery, you know, in a big school, what I do is I have the big principal's conference room and a bunch of donuts and we sit down. Hey, you want to talk to me? Talk to me there. If you're angry, eat a donut, get the sugar in you and talk to me sweetly. All right. At least your mouth, your tongue's going to be sweet. I don't know the messages, but I write down everything you tell me right now in the little school. It gives me the time to go door to door and find out, hey, what's going on? Is there anything you need? Here's a donut, anything that you want. So it's those patterns. We're still missing some other things, but those are those weekly daily patterns of behavior that take time but hey principal in new mexico would you not rather spend your time acknowledging positivity than dealing with negativity toxicity look right here i'm right. already getting ready for students of the week and i write them a card all those kids that are students of the week and their birthday cards i'm about to send a birthday i always celebrate every day every saturday i send their birthdays for the upcoming week and students of the week, I mail them those cards. And we're about to mail, I think we are at 105. The teachers write two thank you cards for kids and one to a fellow colleague. And we mail those out once per month. And then during lunchtime, at that same time, the kids write a thank you card to their teachers. And they hang them all over the room. They hang them all over the room. So these are the patterns of behavior 
the consistency that has to start and end with the people that sit in your chair, Sean, and my chair. And if you don't have that, and you're just dealing with recidivism, with people being ugly to each other, with kids being nonstop in your, in your campus, then you know whose fault it is? You. That's right. You, because that's your leadership. Yes. So spend the time on positivity or spend the time of negativity. That's not my choice. That's yours. Amen, Josh. And and a couple of take takeaways. And, and and as I say in the podcast, what what you just said in the last five minutes, that's a rewindable moment. That needs to be on a constant loop. And, and it echoes, you mentioned Todd Whitaker because I, I had him on the podcast day before yesterday. And we talked a lot about culture and we talked a lot about leadership. And, and he said that leadership is not an event. You, you can't build culture in these kind of isolated events. You have to be consistent, just like working out. If you want results, you have to be consistent. And that's the same thing with culture. And it has to be a choice. I love how you frame that in that it you, you can, positivity is a choice. Negativity is a choice. Now, if, if you want to live with negativity and toxicity, and, 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 and that's your move, if, if you want to be in that drama, that's your choice. Don't complain about it. Positivity, I think, and I, and I think what you're, what, I know what you're saying is it, is, it is better to choose and default to positivity. And, and again, yes, there's a time to be real. I love, I love how you take the time to receive the reality. But you're not gonna. But you're not gonna take those complaints or those issues or the, or those concerns, and make that a choice to be negativity. Okay, give it to me. Let me hand and let's handle it together and see how we can transform that negativity into being something positive to prevent it from to prevent that toxicity from impacting the culture. That's powerful, right? And you know what? Don't get me wrong. Hey, um, Wisconsin. Don't get me wrong. I got my stuff to deal with. Yeah, I'm not in the land of unicorns and rainbow. I deal with a human element, the human factor. And it doesn't matter how much positivity you get on some adult or some kid. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Here we go. Here, Listen to me. Hey, Washington, Oregon. Hurt people hurt people. Understand me. Understand that every there's no ideal school, there's no ideal classroom, there's no ideal format. But whatever you do have power and control, you got to make sure you exercise that influence to diminish the level of toxicity. So I'll take the radiation and one instead of the radiation and 10. So it's very important. And you know what? I learned that. And I like what you said right now, Sean. I learned it from my mom. My mom was an educator. She was always a freshman teacher on a border school at Thomas Jefferson High School. She only dealt with freshmen. My mom, bro, compared to me, my mom was a little, she was a little Putian, all right? She was one of the most feared women in that campus. Mm -hmm. She didn't yell, she didn't scold. So people that tell me they have a discipline problem, you know, you're the problem, not the kids. Right. She was consistent, fair, and loving. Consistent, fair, and loving. Consistent, fair, and loving. But no one, she didn't put up with anyone's garbage. Why do I tell you that? Because she didn't put up garbage from administrators. And I learned a lot what not to do from my mom. Hey, Sean, you know who the Weebies are? Have you heard of the Weebies? No, who are the Weebies? The, we the Weebies are Weebies. found in New York, 
in California, in Maine, Alaska, Trinidad and Tobago, they have weebies. These are the teachers on the campus, campus that say, we be here before you, we be here after oh, you. Yeah, we're going to outlast you. Yeah, I got exactly. you. Weebies. I got you. The weebies, all right? So my mama was a weebie. She wasn't like a straight out toxic weebie, but she would say this. Ah, those administrators, they think they could make me happy for a sandwich in a bag once per year. Ah, you're not going to make me happy with a donut during teacher appreciation week. You walk past me. You don't even say hi to me when I'm at the door. Those administrators don't know what they're doing. As a good son, I listen to all those comments. And you know what? She might be a weeby. She might be an ankle biter. But that was truth. Drop the mic. That is the truth. And you know what? That's what a lot of people that sit in our chair. I've seen it and witnessed it that think that Teacher Appreciation Week, when I splurge on you, makes up for your deficiency, your absentee landlordism for the past couple of months. And it does not at all. It wow. does not at all fulfill that need as a support because that's what we are. I don't know if you believe in the same thing that I do, Sean, but I believe I, my job is to support and remove obstacles, support and remove obstacles, that's support it. and remove obstacles nonstop for everybody on there. But it's all focused on one thing, helping kids. What is in the best interest of kids, not adult comfort? What's in the best interest of kids, not adult comfort? Yes. And if we stick to that mantra, we stick to that rowing rowing like those big Yale kids rowing in the same direction, that school will go only to the moon. That will only go to the moon, understanding that we're in the kid business, working for each other, but being consistent with those patterns of behavior. What do you think about that? That's beautiful, brother. I love, I love that. Before, um, that's another rewindable moment, man. Um, before we started uh, recording, you you threw, you didn't just drop the mic. You threw the mic at me, and you called me out on something, and and I and I accepted it, and I accept the challenge of because you 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 it was beautiful. I should have, we should have recorded that because you you said you called me out on on Led Zeppelin, and and you know I'm a Beatles guy, and you know I'm a Traveling Wilburys guy, and and then and then you you kind of saw my Beatles and raised me Led Zeppelin. You you saw my traveling Wilburys and raised me damn Yankees. So you 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 saw my Rolling Stones and you raised me Queensryche. So you 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 went there. So I I and and you are absolutely right in that if we look back at every podcast episode, well, no, I take that back. I take that back. I did do I I did do a leadership one, but I, I kind of did. I did do something on. Led Zeppelin years ago, and the song remains the same, and talked about how that moment in that because that's that probably is my favorite Led Zeppelin song, that and Fool in the Rain. But he um, he did where well, Robert Plant says push push push. Think about that. I did. I'll, I'll, I'll I did. I did. I did. John Gator, the route was post, not a drag. It was similar, but it was not the same. Don't try to make up for it. No, no, sir. All right, you're on the sideline. That was not it. It's not comparable. Okay, you're bringing up is not comparable. You're right. You're right because I did because that that Led Zeppelin reference was one of three references in that episode. You're right. You're right. I didn't do like a full blown 
Led Zeppelin. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. So, so what, what, what we'll do here is lay the groundwork because I'm going to, I'm going to see your challenge because, ah. because, because I, I will not just do a simple Zeppelin uh, reference, but I see me doing, I'm going to do three Led Zeppelin full blown Led Zeppelin episodes for you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I love it. I'm going to take it up it. a notch. So, Hey, Hey, podcast listener, just so you know, if you don't do what I do, the best way to feel the spirit of a podcaster is start an episode one and see the evolution, see the, what this man right here, what his thoughts have been, not only the love for his daughters, not only the love for his business and his students, this guy speaks, he'll, he'll take you walking down the street to his favorite album store, Dude. but everything is tied in together. This is a different type of podcast. So if you need someone that is relatable to what we really are as principals, not to negate the 10 other thousand podcasts I listen, not at all. This is specifically a podcast that is the everyday dad administrator. This dude right here is an awesome dad. You, you guys got to follow him on social media. But now you could see that that ism is at his campus. So follow his journey. Hey, you know what? I still think about you. I think it was episode 50 blah, 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 where you wanted to tap out. You I wanted did. to tap out from, you wanted to tap out of the podcast. I did. And I go, bro, calm down. I don't want to hear your, your, your negative Nancy at 4.50 in the morning. <laughs> Chill out, bro. You're fine. You're good. You might not have a thousand listeners. You might not have 10,000 listeners. You might not be Joe Rogan, but you know what? You connect with one human being in North Dallas. Mm. And that is one of the things. So that's why I suggest other people out there to listen to this guy. This I, I listen to a bunch of people, right? You know, my yeah. brain needs to adapt to all the different ideas. But this gentleman right here brings something to the table that is not usual. And I had to call him out because, yeah, I like the Beatles. Who does not like the Beatles? But I'm all beetled out. So I needed some Zeppelin. But you see, I couldn't pick something that was heavier because that's not him. Knowing his podcast, I can't go too heavy. I think that the Led Zeppelin is within his genre of humanity, it but it's also within his genre of listening. So that's why I called him out. He did, so, man. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that, that uh, push because there was at one point where I was, you know, why am I doing this? And and as I told you, the purpose of the podcast, because it took me, it took me a while, and, and I'm I'm glad you, we've been on the journey together, is is it's it's all about amplifying the voices of others. It's all about connecting with that that principal in Arkansas or Florida or that leader in Virginia or or North Dallas or wherever. And then also we we need an outlet principles. This is my outlet to connect and to learn and, and, and to grow. And, and, and that's so important for, for iron to sharpen iron, which is one of your, one of your phrases that you drop a lot. Speaking of phrases that you drop a lot, Josh, you, you do your own level of, of social media and live casts and, and podcasts and, 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 and those things. And I would love the, the listeners to know about that immersive journey of, of your collaborations and, and the things that you drop and do, because it's very powerful, it's very intentional, and it's very uplifting 
And, and, and I love, and I love how there's like, kind of like, you've got like these different levels, like you've got your own little, you know, network that you do with your collaborators. So I'd love for you to kind of share all of those levels and how it all connects and intersects. I would like to, <clears throat> thank you very much for that, Sean. Um, and, you know, we've had Sean on the show in the past for different formats. The, the show was created by Dean Packard and Chris Starcheski. I'm sorry, this Mexican just can't say certain names. All right. All I right, just, don't come out all the way. No and judgment, so Chris, brother. <laughs> so Chris and Dean created this at the start of uh, the pandemic. And then throughout, as everyone did their podcast at the start of the pandemic, educators. That's right. And along the way, I post out a lot of things on social media. And your circles, your algorithm starts connecting you with other uh, similar thought process, similar posts. And so Dean reached out to me and to come on. He says, hey, you're a turnaround principal. Yeah, where are you at? Oh, I was in El Paso at that time. Oh, well, come on the show. And since then, the format of the show has evolved drastically, just like this guy's show right here. I don't know where you're at on Zoom. This guy right here. Either way. Uh, yeah. And so it's evolved because it was just a constant panel of principles, but they weren't able to do it routinely. And so Dean threw out an idea. Hey, how about we expand the shows and I go, sure. What, what, what's your vision? What do you want to do? Remember, this is a Dean show. This is a Chris show. This is all them. I'm just along for the ride. That's all I am. And so they just throw out, Hey, what about this? What about that? I go, okay, that sounds cool. So then we, the, show maintained the flagship show on 7 p.m. And there we have specific speakers, specific authors. That's the purpose of that show, that we get that knowledge, that tool set from those people. You know, we're about to get Joe Sampalipo. We got Jorge Valenzuela coming up. Nice. We're going to finish uh, this month uh, with an AI show from Jimmy's branch. We're going to have all these people promoting their books, their ideas for educators. Then, oh, how about we do uh, more of the panel kind of stuff because Dean liked that panel kind of thing. So go, okay, what do you want to call it? Oh, you know, it's Thursday, it's football season. So is it, oh, the red zone, the red zone touchdown, you know, score a touchdown. And so that's where we had the panel. We just had different topics. That's where in summer we get awesome podcasters, podcast smash. We bring all educators together to speak with one voice. This past Wednesday, we had the Women in Leadership Part 2. Nice. A bunch of principals and superintendents, women leaders, talking their truth. We've had EB. I don't know. They call us so many different. EB, LEB, ELL. I don't know what I am anymore. My kids, I don't know what they are. But it's about emerging bilinguals, migrant students. We've had those shows. We've had basic teacher shows. We've had bus driver shows. We had all those things because you know what? That's our niche. Mm. Those are our customers. Those are our support personnel that need to learn what's happening in the schools. And then Dean says, well, well what about something quick? And I go, well, what do you mean something quick? Yeah, something quick, something that, you know, we just drop it in. And so that's where Dean came up with another idea, which is a 20-minute problem-solving show, which is called Office Hours. Just like in college, you have those office hours to talk yeah. to your Professor, well, we bring in administrators from all over the country and we give an, a real life. Every single last one, we're in season two. Every single one has been a real life event. And let me tell you, 
Hollywood cannot make up the stuff we go through, right, Sean? That's right. Hollywood cannot make up the stuff that we go through. If America really knew what we go through and we see, you'll be like, no, you're making that up. No, yeah. Hollywood could not make that up. And so it's 20 minutes and we try to hit the mark. If you don't know, I'm very OCD, very compulsive. We have to kill it at 20 minutes. Yes, and so we true. start off. We, we, we start off with just some real quick, uh, like get to know you stuff that I learned from other podcasters, just get to know you kind of things. And then the scenario, boom, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? And we have people that are assistant principals, people that are principals. And there you learn how people deal with it at their experience of life in the profession. And you see a radical thing. I'm not like, oh, you could tell this person, oh, you could tell this person that has experience. And then at the end, we just close it off real quick with giving some quick advice to a brand new teacher, a brand new assistant principal, brand new principal. We're in, we're out 20 minutes. So those three programs have not only, I feel, made this country a little bit better, but I know for sure it's made me better. Right on. Oh, man. I I love everything that you all put out. And, I, and what I love, and I've been, I've been fortunate to be on a couple of times and and I and I love the collaborative aspect, but also the in, the invitation, and and how it's you 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 all are very intentional in in what you put out and crank out, and and it's consistent. Again, getting back to that that you know, if iron's going to shine, iron, it's got to be consistent. That culture of consistency, that culture of predictability, and that 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 creates that growth and that connection. That's so so important. And and educators, and and again, you you do it so artfully, you Dean and Chris. And I'm really, really, I'm 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 always pleased uh, to to see when you guys crank something out, and 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 I subscribe, and and I'm always getting something meaningful and and new from it. And you guys push yourselves too. Which, which I always appreciate. You're always kind of pushing that envelope just a little bit. Let's let's right. a little bit further. Let's push ourselves um, and and make ourselves better and 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 more excellent. And that's what I was talking to Dean about the other day. And because you know what, just in the end, gotta give the props to props always. You know what, Dean's the one that could really put the recent history of all this together, get, get arrange the alignment of everything. You know, shout out to Dean for putting all this stuff together. And so I'm very proud of it. But I, I, you know, we're talking about it and we said, hey, you know what, Dean? Based on just my experience, and again, I don't know everything. I don't get into a lot of podcasts, like worldwide. But the content that we're putting out is really not seen in other podcasts. That's true. In regards to the specific genres of having superintendent roundtables. We've had six of those. About having EB specialists talk about how to support EB. Special, special ed all those genres and having a, a array, not only a director of special ed, but a teacher in special ed, not only, a, or an EB teacher, a director of EB, a consultant for EB. So it's those things that I think that bring true added value, like all the other podcasts do. But I think that, like you said, and I appreciate you saying that, I really do, Sean, because I think that it's those things. And even our, with our 20 minute sh uh, show, the office hours, some of those things aren't spoken publicly. No. Some of those scenarios that have been put out, they're hush hush. Yeah. You don't you don't talk about those things. But how can we, just like you said, Sean, one of your goals on this podcast is to make someone better out there. How can we keep on lying to administrators? Because you know what, Sir Giovanni Confele was right. Sir Giovanni did 
plan give us all Man. the answers. Sir Giovanni only gave us a $180 textbook. Because let me tell you, reading that guy, I wish I had double monster in one. Because the reality of what we go through, hey, educator over there in, what haven't I mentioned? North Dakota. Hey, educator in Ohio. No chapter in Sir Giovanni has ever taught you about a student walking into your school with tiny roaches in their hair. Yeah. You will never be taught that by those professors at universities that I don't remember the last decade they were in the classroom, that they'll teach you all this philosophy, they'll teach you all of this stuff, and then they never tell you, oh, what the real world is in the university, but they never educate you about the young lady that was molested migrating to the United States and she starts crying when she's in the classroom because she still has that trauma. Am I lying on any of those scenarios, Sean? Sure. You know I'm not. No, and you know what? You have this 26-year-old, 25-year-old new assistant principal that they dropped that on their lap and then we expect them to be successful when there was no counseling or anything taught to them on how to deal with little tiny roaches coming out of the hair of the kid. Yeah, that's, I, I often say that the best lessons are the lessons that you don't learn in principal school. I always make a joke about that, especially during COVID and we were dealing with all of all of the hybrid learning and, and remote learning. I said, they didn't teach you this in principal school. And, 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 and I had the realization that, you know, I, I, I was using that as an excuse to, to create, uh, you know, a, a safety net for failure. And I, and I realized, no, okay, they didn't teach this to you in principal school. Uh, I didn't read this in Sir Giovanni. I didn't, you know, I didn't read this in, in whomever, but th this is the moment. This is the moment to learn. And this is the moment to, to act and respond accordingly. So you, what, what you're doing is very powerful in that you are giving it's, it's, it's kind of, I, I kind of envision your stuff as um, it's the meeting after the meeting, or it's the meeting after class where, where everybody gathers around in the parking lot. And I remember that in principal school, or I remember that after faculty meeting, you know, what the hell just happened in the class right. or, or what, or, or what, what, what the heck were we just talking about? And then it's that circle of friends and colleagues where you start exchanging ideas and you go, you know, and I, I kind of envision like you, 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 uh, you Dean and, and, and Chris, you know, in that parking lot after that, after that class and it's late night and we want to get home, but we're trying to make sense out of what happened or we're trying to make sense out of the day. And, and usually the parking lot, you know, you know, sometimes too can, can be that Petri dish for toxicity but, yeah. but but what I love is how you, I guess the image I'm trying to flip is you're flipping that and you're taking back the parking lot and saying, no, there, there are these learning moments that you might not get at a conference. You might not get, get on social media. You might not get in, 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 a, in, in, a, in, a, in a faculty meeting or, or a classroom. Here, here we are, here's, here's a trusted circle of experts and friends or folks that are just, we're not experts, we're just learning and trying to figure this stuff out. And here you are invited and you're welcome to be here. And I think that's a lot of what you do. I think that's a lot of what I try to do and build that connectivity and understanding and kinship. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's so true. And it's those conversations that we need to have. But 
and let's just take this to like an awkward uh, part of the road. You know, as Principal Cafeta says, I don't fake the funk. The problem is, Sean, I don't know. You don't have to say yes or no because I'm, we're both old, brother. We're we both are, 30, over, We're over 30 years in this business. The problem is that there's too many people that sit in our chairs that they, they think they're all that in a bag of chips and they don't want to hear advice. They don't want to hear someone else's point of view. They think, oh, and especially if you're a new person to that district, because there's a lot of people that you go to a brand new district, new new philosophy, oh, you're not one of us. You yeah. do not merit an opinion. Oh, no, I've come from, I, I've done this before. Oh, we don't need to hear you. You're, oh, you're, you're at that school. You know, like Ken Williams talks, you're in that school. Exactly. And so until we're open as a system and that, and then you, I don't know, hear me, hear me out. I got you. You know that there's a, you know that there's a, a thing about assistant principals at the high school looking down at assistant principals at the elementary. It's they there. don't even, they don't even talk to them. It's there. They're, whenever you're at a, at a district level meeting, they all do the click thing. What we tell kids not to do, only high school, deal with high school. Middle school, I don't know. Middle school are just trying to get sanity away from the classroom. And elementary, they're, oh, they're elementary. There's this style and thought process in our field where we could learn so much from each other, but there's this arrogance. There's this arrogance. Here we go. Let, let's go a little bit more uncomfortable. <clears throat> Put a middle school principal in a high school. Put a elementary principal in a high school and tell me there's no arrogance by that faculty and staff. Oh, yeah, they're not high school. They don't know what they're talking about. Let me dissect the frog a little bit more. That English for IB teacher or English for AP teacher talking about that English one. Oh, they're freshmen. Regular, regular, regular. Okay. Mm -hmm. What how do English for AP teachers think about that freshman? And and here we go. More uncomfortable. How about that freshman teacher about that eighth grade from the middle school coming up? Oh, they don't teach them anything. They here goes ready? We've heard this universally. They baby them too much. Mm-hmm. Or it's not and, real teaching or it's not real learning or they're not there that that wasn't a real assignment or or what have you. I mean, in education, sometimes we can be cannibals and 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 we can be our own worst enemy. And and when we talk about collaboration or, or vertical alignment, you know, or 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 empathy. Um, we we get stuck in our own silo, and it, it's something that in, in the work uh, in the current schoolhouse I'm in, you know, we 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 like to think that we are re reimagining school by disrupting silos, and that's so so important to to do, especially when we're talking about human beings, when we're talking about our teachers and our TAs and our parapros that are on the front line. Uh, and it's important to be to have that human centeredness and, and 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 especially for our kids as well, you know, keeping keeping the humanity at the center. Um, you know, sometimes we can get in our own way and forget yes. who is at the center 
and why is at the center. And, and as long as we understand, more of us understand that, Sean, because I know that in one of your episodes, <clears throat> you brought up, let me remember it correctly. You brought up that you had faced some adversity of someone not believing you to become a leader. I think yeah. you were an English teacher and then someone told you you're not admin material, something like that. Yeah, something I did. Within. Yeah. All right. You see? Hey, I follow the principal liner notes. Um, Appreciate that, man. And, and it's one of those things that instead of building each other up, we tear each other down yeah. within our own four walls and it's about building that family aspect and you know what yeah we're not going to like each other sometimes you know it's not going to happen but we could always remain professional and supportive of each other i am not who i am yeah. i am not who i am without this beautiful strong woman millie williams mm -hmm. strong african-american woman this hispanic had never seen african-americans i had never worked with them i'm in el paso it's all mexicans understand that it's a utopia Opian society in El Paso. It's all Mexicans. There's an enclave where Fort Bliss of army bases, that little enclave is America. It's little. It's the Northeast. And I left the valley poor Hispanics to the Northeast. Oh, my Lord. Woo, culture shock within the same city. We never had Asians. We never dealt with African-Americans. We never dealt with that. But that lady, the moment I stepped, she didn't even hire me. The dude that left. The dude before her hired me in summer. And when I arrived, he had gone to another school. Wow. And Millie Williams, she made me, created me, believed in me. She pushed me to become an administrator. That is the spirit. That is Semperfy. That is the idea, not only as a Marine, but if we all carried a little bit more the idea of always faithful within our institution, we would stop going down a hole that we're at with the exodus, with people moving up that don't have the experience, not being able to find substitute teachers. We need to make sure that we keep on creating a culture of being in the best profession. We are in the best profession, the profession that creates all the other professions, public education. And if we don't promote that, and we only promote teachers on strike, we only promote my principal stinks. Oh, these kids are horrible. How are we going to get any candidates? That's right. That's why they don't want to come here. We need to talk up and promote success breeds success. Positivity creates positivity. It all comes back to us. And if we don't do it as educators, oh, Lord, the next 10 years. We're already feeling it right now. I don't know about you. I still have one vacancy. I don't know how many vacancies you have. I was barely only able to find substitutes this year. The past couple of years, yeah. we've had to cram kids together in classrooms. Who wants to come to a school and substitute a bunch of uncontrolled kids? Who? You over there in Maine? Hey, West Virginia, you want to go up to a bunch of 14-year-olds that are uncontrolled that haven't had a teacher in three months? No. No. It's up to us to help each other out, love each other. You know what, Sean? You know this. I try my best every morning to send out five positive texts to people that I have met through. Right. And always send out positive texts. You know, at least once every three weeks. I send out like around 350, 400 texts to everybody in my phone, letting them know, hey, bro, I got you. Right. I love yeah. you, bro. I love you because I walk your shoes and I know how hard it is, but I also know that we're in the best profession. We are in the best profession. 
But if we all don't do that, we're going to keep on fractionalizing. We're going to keep on breaking. And slowly, those little castle walls of public education will start breaking down. And you know who's affected? Our country, our beautiful country, because those kids are the ones that are going to be running it in the next 15 years. We need to support each other, love each other, and talk the best about our profession. Wow, Josh. That that actually, I, I don't even know how to follow that. It's like you can't, you know, if Led Zeppelin is your opening act, there, there, there shouldn't be a second act, right? And and uh, I, I am so grateful for you, brother, and so motivated by you. And I know our listeners all over are, are if, if you're not fired up, if your adrenaline is not pumping now, uh, you might want to press uh, rewind on this entire podcast and start all over again. Josh, how can people find and connect with you on, on social media and follow your beautiful journey and your beautiful story? Thank you. Please follow me on X. Stop calling it Twitter. He told us not to call it Twitter. Let, let, let me, let, real quick. I was presented at Texas ASCD um, last week and there were, and every conference has like social media ambassadors from the people presenting. And so they came up to me, they knew who I was at Texas ACD and said, oh, these are our social media ambassadors. So I went up to them, I go, oh, hi, can I take your pictures? I'll promote you guys, you know, that's yeah. your job. So I'll, I'll, I'll support you. And I was asked, oh, what's your name? Boom, boom, I was writing down. And I go, uh, who's your, what's your ex? What do you mean, what's my ex? what's your ex handle? I don't care about your former boyfriend. I don't care about your former husband. It was so awkward. It was the most awkward four oh, seconds man. of my life. She looked at me like I was like hitting up on her. Like, no, gosh, oh, no, no. What's your ex handle? Okay, so on my ex, <laughs> uh, it was just, I, 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 the story had to come out one day. <laughs> That's so here beautiful. MPA underscore go Jaguars. MPA, all capitals, MPA underscore Jaguars. And then I do like a side X which is JT Spotlights. That's where I do more of Josh, more of Josh thoughts, Josh ideas. That's where I, every morning I do at least six posts, just like good morning, what's celebrated around the country, what's celebrated around the world, you know, quotes, what the, just little things just to get out the day. I need to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Right and that's on. JT Spotlights. So those are my main two handles. You find that uh, on all platforms. You can't, you could find JT Spotlights on TikTok. Texas made me remove MPA Jaguars because Texas does not allow TikTok. Welcome to Red Zone. It is what it is. We play by the rules. Got you. But I would like to invite everybody on this one. Please go to our YouTube channel, uh, JT Spotlights, because there every Tuesday and every Thursday, every Tuesday and every Thursday, I interview for 10 minutes one of our Jaguars. And I ask them their opinion on education, an opinion on who their favorite teacher was. And you know what a lot of them tell them? They don't have a favorite teacher. I ask them why kids ditch. I ask them, if, you know how teachers always say, take notes, take notes. Did anyone ever teach you how to take notes? What can a principal and assistant principal do to help you in these big schools? Because you know what? We never hear who, the customer. That's right. We never listen to the customer, especially in the arrogance of high school. Just get your credits and graduate. Mm -hmm. So I, the kids that I support, the kids that I love, my Jaguars are three programs. Middle school from a new country, high school from a new country, and non-traditional 
from all the high schools, the kids that are teen parents, obstacles in life with the law, kids that are 18 with six credits, nine credits, the ones that are really behind that will not succeed, that will not be successful in a comprehensive school with eight hours per day. They only go with me for four hours and do a lot of stuff online. So we help them graduate. Those are the kids that fall through the cracks. Those are the kids that were never heard from. Those are the kids that are discipline issues. Those are the kids that tell F you to you because you scolded them for having their pants down, but they didn't eat last night. Or their mom came in from partying at six in the morning and told you to get their baby brother dressed. You didn't know that. And that kid, you're lucky that kid made it to school. And so I like interviewing them because we need to give them the voice because you know what? They are the future also. That's right. So we need to help them and support them. So listen to what those kids are saying because we need to adjust and adapt to who our customers are. They're not the Sony, Sony Walkman They're of the 80s. They're not the laser disc. They're not the Napsters. They're not the downloads. This is something new, especially right now, after those two years of Netflix and a couch. This is something new out there. And yeah. if we don't adapt to their learning style, get out of town, baby. You're going to have a long, long, long haul, as Rita Pearson said. So please make sure that you follow those interviews. You check them out, and we'll be catching you. You're not alone. Hey, hey, Maine, you're not alone. Reach right. out on social media. Hey, West Virginia, you're not alone. Reach out. Trust me, 97% of the people that you reach out on social media will reach back to you. Right. I'm telling you, they will reach back to you and they will connect to you. Oh, but I don't know them. I don't know anybody. I didn't know this guy. You think I knew this guy? I didn't know him. We reached out and we connected. And these are hundreds of people I've connected with and people are willing to connect with you. The thing is that the cell phone works two ways. You need to reach out and you need to be able to connect. So connect with me at MPA underscore Go Jaguars or at JT Spotlights. Love it. Thank you for being here. And Sean Gator, keep on doing your magic. Keep on loving those awesome, beautiful daughters of yours. Go Appalachian State. Keep on killing giants. And most importantly, we'll see you on the flip side. Oh, my man, my hermano. Thank you. Thank you, Josh Tovar. You are truly a bandmate, a brother, Led Zeppelin has nothing on you. You know, when I when gosh, man, I I'm just so grateful for you and I'm grateful for what what you do. Thank you so much for being on the Principal Liner Notes podcast. You are welcome anytime and I will I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to raise you that Led Zeppelin. So I've I've got 3 episodes. I already took 3 jotted down 3 notes. We're going to have a 3 mini series episode a gig for Led Zeppelin. I've already got the idea and uh, I thank you for inspiring me. But most importantly, Josh, I thank you for, for being who you are and, and what you bring to the profession and how you uplift and inspire and motivate, motivate us. So as I sign off here on the principal liner notes podcast, this, this sign off is, is, is a tradition and, and it, and it also, echoes what what josh does and and not just his work it's his vocation it's a calling and and it's a passion and and it definitely the work of josh tovar definitely not only uplifts uh, our profession but it uplifts our world so 
don't forget to share with the world your dreams, your hopes, your visions and ideas because the world needs them. And you, just like Josh, help make the world a better place. This is the Principal Liner Notes podcast. There is a flip side. And not only will I catch you there, but Josh will catch you there as well. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much.